What's up, happy people? Welcome back to another episode of Perception is a Bitch. Now, I know nobody likes a Karen. You know, these entitled bitches who just make everyone's life miserable. They walk into your place of business, just start like demanding shit. I want to speak to the manager. You know, that motherfucker, that entitled fucker. And as much as we hate these Karens, the truth is, you know, we all got a little bit of Karen in us. You know, we like maybe don't want to admit it, but it's true. On today's episode, as much as we hate these Karens, we're going to talk about some few life lessons, some best practices that we could actually learn from these fuckers we dearly despise. Stick around. This should be a fun one. What's up, happy people? Welcome. What's up? Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the show. So today, Sarah and I are talking about Karen. And y'all know that what- These what motherfuckers. The, the name that, that has become synonymous with everything entitlement. Yep. <laughs> everything with white female entitlement. And there's a Point. lot. There's a lot coined in 2020 because up until 2020, I didn't think Karen, right? Like it's it's a 2020 term. I think it got popularized. Yeah, the last year or two. Where, okay, so it's existed. I think it's prior- been around for a little bit longer than that, where people would reference Karens. Okay, as this like embodiment okay. of white privilege that um, so entitled f- bitch. For our non-American audience, those of you who listen to us outside of the continental USA in America. Karen is a name or a term used to refer. I think other countries have the internet. I'm sure they've seen the memes. Maybe not. I mean, we do have people in Russia who listen to us who may um, not know they, what they a Karen is. They still have the internet. Okay. <laughs> At least let's explain okay. right, so, so right. we don't lose people. Okay. So, all right. Give context. They, they're like, give all context. this, they talk about Karen. What the fuck is Karen? Who's this Karen, <laughs> Who's bitch? Karen? They really don't Karen like her. is not a person. Well, it, it is, is a person. but like many people. It's, <laughs> Karen goes by many faces. <laughs> <laughs> but Karen is a term we use to describe people here. We used to describe white women here in America who are entitled. Be careful who you're talking about. I, I know I said that with caution because I know I'm sitting right across from a white woman. <laughs> uh it's not really a term. I mean, I guess black women can be Karens too. Anybody can be a Karen. No, it's just, Karen is specific. I think to to that, that type of white woman. Uh, yeah, yeah. That I think that's a specific stereotype joke. Okay. Either way, and we're, so Sarah and I, there's this show on our on TV that we watch. It's oh, called yeah, just uh, it's the a, Tiny, Tiny House, House Movement. One of those remodeling. Yeah, uh, it's, it's not just a shows. remodeling show. It's it's a specifically like. People going tiny, living in 300 square mm-hmm. foot homes and building and create, you know, growing their families in it's these small cool spaces. It's cool to see the inventiveness of the, the builders and how they're able to fit so many create conveniences space and, and yeah. yeah options for the, the residents. And so in this show, the, the episode that this we were watching. This one episode. Yeah. It was really interesting because there was this very entitled white lady who... Was coming in with a tight budget and First huge of all, it's like, ass. This, she broke as fuck. 
Yeah. Because, look, there's only two reasons why people typically go tiny. It's either a financial cost issue to go that tiny. Like they can't afford anything else. Or it's people who are having a paradigm shift and are just going from, like, excessive materialism. Mm -hmm. And they're going to the extreme end of excessive excessive simplification, which is what going tiny is. It is an excessive simplification. So Mm -hmm. that's there. There's really those two types of people. More than likely, most of them are people who are on a very tight budget about living space. Yeah, they can't afford anything else. But anyway, so in this in this particular episode, the lady was kind of like low-key being a bitch. And she said it everything like sweetly, so it was hard to call her out so on it. So you couldn't be like, she's being a bitch. Yeah. It was but just... They're already halfway through the build, so they've taken the job. You've agreed to certain budgets. You've agreed to certain. They've shown her the floor plans, all that. And they've created their budget, their budget off this floor plan. The builders building the house, Mm -hmm. like we're all agreed. We're we're following the plan. Set expectations. We'd made a design. We agreed upon. Uh, we understand the parameters here. And even that, the base level, it's hard. It's hard to do it and do it well. So they're it's a doing a family it. of three. They're yeah. coming from a 2,000 square foot four. home. Okay, yeah. family of four. Coming from a 2,000 square foot home, going into a less than 500 square foot house. Yeah, I think it was like house. 350. It was very small. Yep. Anywho, uh, long story short, Deji keeps derailing me. So let me get back on Sorry, track with the actual story. A lot story. of context, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of layers. They got to let the people know. But anyways, they, they have this fantastic house for her plan. It has everything she asked for. And kind of halfway through, she says, oh, and also, I have a huge extended family and we want to be able to have them over in our house. Bitch, how are you going to fit your 20 cousins in your in 300 square, square foot, foot tiny house? I am sorry, you probably can't even stand and he's supposed to create seating and entertainment areas for you for this minute. But she goes on to be a Karen. I'll figure it out. Like, oh, I, 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 I really, it's, it's really important that I be I able really to. I really appreciate I have to have this. I have to be able to seat my family in here. And figure you know she it doesn't out. see figure. herself as a Karen because she's kind of trying to say it in a polite way. But it's still, a, you have to see how unreasonable it is to with a straight face she's oblivious and zero to how self-awareness. Un- She's oblivious to how like irrational and yeah. unreasonable her ask is. Her request is. is. And she the builder, even the builder is having to. Yeah, she didn't stutter. She didn't the stutter. builder is having to look at this bitch like. Like they pause for like a good minute and just look at her, like waiting for that. Oh, but you really don't have to. Serious. I understand. I can't. And then they realize two she's seconds. Serious. And, oh, this like, chick is serious. She really believes that we're gonna find some way to fit her twenty kit. Uh, twenty. Plus extended family, like have a spot for them so pause, to be there. Pause. That you, wasn't the only ask. No, even. no, no. That that wasn't the only ask, but it's important to pause here. Okay. Because you and I are mm-hmm. watching this shit going like this bitch. Like, I, like this we're Karen. offended for the builders at yes. this point. But then, as offended as we were for the builder, guess what the builder goes ahead and does? Like, he figures right, it we'll, out. We'll figure it out. And they he agree. Creates, it forces him. To, to get creative, to get creative, to and he open does. his he mind. This amazing and camouflages it with yeah, the home in the way you table can't on see the it. Outside he that did it in such a way. I'm like, pull out. I'm like, why is this motherfucker wasting his talent? No, this should be working homes. for NASA. Like, he this should, shit's yes. genius. 
right? Amazing. And then and then so okay, that okay, was just layer on, on. one. So that was the first unreasonable Karen ask. Yeah, which she didn't realize she was being Karen, but it forced was, the builder oh, yeah. into being innovative to figure it out. So she's already been unreasonable, and then she comes you and back I already the looking next at her day. Like you and like, I already looking at her like okay, for the this, impossible. This yeah, You've, like. Expand your budget, right? Like, <laughs> expand your budget, or just lower your your assumptions. Like, lower your expectations. How the it's a fuck tiny do you home. think this is going to be possible? I we live in a what almost seven hundred foot square apartment. No, six hundred and five. All right, fuck it, whatever. Six hundred, seven hundred. We live in a normal one bedroom sized apartment, and I still would feel uncomfortable having more than like three or four people over at our place at a time. Yeah, she's trying to fit. 20 and 300 square foot. But the okay. builders, they figured it out. Your math they is it out. out. Exactly. They figured it out. But then she takes it a step first, further. They'd already kind of built this lavish bathroom for her, like supposed to be very spa-like. It had a bathtub and a like full toilet area, like all the essentials, right? This bitch turns to like, oh, but I'd really like for this to be a sauna. sauna. And I'm like, okay. Okay, somebody killed me now. Karen. Jesus this, lady. This, I, I had my, as soon as I watched this part of the episode, I had my hand over my forehead. And you know how like your kids say something so stupid, so dumb, you just rub in your forehead like, I can't believe this motherfucker just said that. I can't watch, I can't watch. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, you know how like I'm embarrassed you, by proxy, <laughs> and I'm doing it right now. You know how like even your teachers, if you're a teacher out there listening, and your students say something just so stupid, just but r- you can't tell them that they're stupid, so you just start rubbing your hand on your forehead, like, Lord, take this give cup from me, <laughs> give me the strength. <laughs> That's how I am when I'm watching this show. I am so frustrated for the builder, like. We already built her this nice ass bathroom in 300 square foot. Mm-hmm. Now this bitch want a sauna? In she here? wants to turn this place into a sauna. How the fuck? Because she's like, oh, I'm possible? a mom of two and, you know, the I kids need a retreat. stress me out. I'm looking at her like, you're Did, the only one with fucking kids. Right? And how is a sauna going to de stress? How are you going to fit a sauna in a 300 square foot? <laughs> anyway, 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 as mad as I was for the builder, as frustrated as they were, Guess what? They did it. They, they fucking did it. did it. And figured it out. And it looked awesome. Like, it was it a was great genius. design. It was, it was cute. It was it was so smart. And then 10 minutes into the podcast right now, you and I are about to share the epiphany we had watching this show. Well, I turned to you after we watched it, and I said, you know what? We all have a lesson we could learn from this. Because as much Be as- Karen. Yeah. <laughs> As much as you and I were looking at her, like she's a bitch, she's an asshole, she is completely unaware of how much she took advantage of their generosity, the fact that they're on camera, that they they now have to come up with a solution and make it seem good and appealing to you, like you were taking advantage of every situation in the book. Every ounce of goodwill she's taking advantage of. She stomped all over it. But in her budget, she got all the things she wanted, all plus the things some. she asked for, plus some, an amazing little tiny house. Like, I mean, obviously, I'm not wanting to go that tiny, but it, it was just such an amazing, like, result she got from being such a bitch, from being such an asshole. From and you're being like, a Karen. Geez. From being a Karen. 
how like you and I are rational people so if we were in that situation we're building a we house we would never request that of other people no we would look like oh well we'd love to turn this into a sauna we, but we, I know that probably would, would cost we would us look like five ten grand or that'd be too hard for y'all to figure we out we would either acknowledge the hardship in the labor and he, yeah or the hardship in stretching our budget we would look at each other and feel we like we're being irrational. We wouldn't even ask because we would know mm-hmm. that how that's irrational. an irrational ask. But but is being rational actually why we the, settle? It's why like we settling. settle for less? It's like um. So we're big Dave Ramsey people, and Dave Ramsey has a principle in his like when he's teaching you the baby steps of budgeting and trying to get your financial stuff straight. And he said when you're going into businesses, if you need a deal, like say the prices are a little more than high than what you would like, he's like just ask. So like say you go into a furniture store and there's a couch you like, and it says the price and it's not on sale. Just say hey. Ask your manager if there's anything he can do on the price of this for me. If there's any wiggle room, any negotiation, just ask. And he said, yeah, it's going to make people uncomfortable, but you will be surprised how nine out of ten times, if you just ask them politely, they'll go, "Ah, well fine I'll, I'll knock 10% off for you like what because they don't really care and they have the authority and, they just and most people don't the have the balls anyway. to even ask so the fact that you had the balls they're now feeling like do I really want to fuck they with telling this yes. guy no yeah it's just easier to take the path of least resistance and say yes so it's like not always you'll get some no's but a lot of times you'll end it up saving money it pays to be a Karen asking being a, being a little entitled so, so can we be a better Karen cuz you you don't you don't want to be that that you know d- d- the negative stereotypes of yeah. Karen like i i like being black but i don't want to be a nigger you know like i don't want like chris rock said there's black people and there's niggers there's white people and then there's karens and then so, there's rednecks i i think i had an example tonight of when you can kind of be a better Karen okay so a better Karen. <laughs> better that's, Karen. That's the name of the episode. A better Karen. <laughs> I would just call it Karen. <laughs> I don't know yet. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> so uh, Daisy and I were going to get groceries and we go to Kroger. And Oh, you're about to tell the story. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kroger is where we usually shop. Um, 99% of the time. And we'll go every now and then we'll run to Walmart or we used to go to H-E-B in Houston, but apparently they don't have one close to us here. They have in, uh, one Plano. in Plano. Yeah, it's just far. Yeah. So we've been going to either um, Kroger or, or Walmart lately. And we just pr- usually prefer Kroger just because I feel like the selection's a little nicer. I don't know. Just... I like their private label brands. Yeah, they got some good brands and stuff. So, anyways, we we go in and we go to the meat section and they have salmon at a really good discount. We weren't planning on getting salmon. We were going to eat chicken this week. Yeah. But But like salmon at at four bucks a pound. Yeah, four ninety seven a pound. Yes, sir. It's a good price. I can do that. Let's do that. So um, I go up to the guy. It's not cut. It's a full fillet, a full a full side of salmon. Full five pound fillet. So we go in, I'm, I ask the man's like, okay, I'd like that piece of salmon, please. He's packaging it up for me. And I ask him, and I've done this many, many times at meat departments of any like normally middle class to high end chain of, of um, butcher shop, they will 
They will cut, cut the, the shit. meat for you. Hey, they will, you, they you will ask do it. nicely. Hey guys, could you be would so you nice? Mind? And I only know? do it if they're not slammed. If there's a line, I'm not gonna ask. You're not being um, caring about it. Yeah. So, but I am entitled to the sense that, like, hey, my knives aren't quite as sharp. They're not as. You're new. entitled in the sense it, of you're in the higher end ask. grocery yeah, store. Yeah, and I don't mind like. We would not make this request if we were like at, Walmart. at Walmart. No, they're not doing shit <laughs> You already shit for know me. the answer. No. I don't even think they the have a meat no. department. Anyone staff to it's cut your meat? It's just the meat's here. It's here. You eat, Pick you, what you if want. If you're hungry enough, you grab it. If you don't, get the fuck, fuck out. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, I asked the gentleman at the, at the counter. I was like, well, would you mind cutting it? And he like. He looked at me, and then he looked at the meat, and then he looked at me. He's like, I could see it on his face. But He's student, thinking you were This Karen. white bitch. This like, white privileged so bitch. So he points me. I'm, again, we're getting like the four ninety five salmon. He points me to the seven ninety five uh, little filet, like pre-cut. Cut it's like, well, we have these pre-cut over here. Dude, I'm getting almost four pounds worth of salmon. You want me to pay seven ninety five per per pound for these little strips? They weren't slammed. He had time. He there had was time. nothing going on. He was even chatting with an associate yeah, he, across from him. He refused took two to acknowledge minutes to me, acknowledge but, you mm-hmm. before they even realized you were standing there. But anyways, it, and then as soon as you walked up, so I walk up. So so it's important to say that this the 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 meat clerk was an African American individual, like mm-hmm. mid fifties, maybe early sixties. So you. 31-year-old white woman walking up to him saying, can you cut my filet? <laughs> he looked, my salmon, yeah. He's looking at you like, this, Karen, this yeah. bitch. She and can then, afford it. Just pay the $7 for the pre-cut And then one. when I walk up, he had that, oh, oh, oh okay, she she with the brother. She with the brother. He, but <laughs> now at this he's like, point, are you sure you don't want me to cut it? Are now, you sure you Now he's like, hey, it? man, would you like me to cut the meat? And you I were- I do you it. Were, do you have a sharp knife at home? You were over it at this point. You were like- Nah, nah, just wrap my shit. I'm, I'm, it's I'm fine. I got it. I got a boo. Like I'm, I'm a big girl. I can cut I my could, own I, salmon. I could tell. I could see the look in his, in his eyes, like his facial expression at that moment. He was like, "Oh, I fucked up here. I fucked up." Like he was like, "Oh, she, she's not a Karen. Like she with the brother, you know? Like she, <laughs> she probably look cultured, you know? But, but, <laughs> but because, but because he had stereotyped you before he even knew you, is what. Yeah, that that was the shit. It did piss me off. We ended up putting the meat back and just walked out of the store. And We're that like, experience done. was so bad for you that we went straight to Walmart. <laughs> Walmart, I'd rather go to Walmart street. and know I'm not gonna get any service <laughs> than just get fucking ignored. But being a, to me, being a better Karen is for one, always being polite when you ask, and when you don't, when they say no, like when he was like basically implying no, I accepted his no. I didn't throw a fit. I didn't ask to speak to a you manager. Were a better Karen. I just I appreciate it, sir. Thank you. I'll, I'll take this. I'll handle it. Like I, I got it. No worries. Now, am, am I a little salty? Maybe. Yes, you were. Maybe. Yes, you were. Yeah, because yeah. we dumped everything we had just picked up and walked out and went straight to the Walmart. The Walmart. Like, at least we know we're getting shitty service here. Hey, I'm not going to pay the extra luxury brand tax when I can get the same product $2 cheaper across the road and, when and, I'm not and even And I said getting... this to you. I said this to you because I, my background is in retail. I, mm-hmm. I, I've worked at Kroger. I've been a manager at Kroger. Mm-hmm. And... We talk about this a lot that our service promise. Mm-hmm. So I think our service promise is in is in our managers managing the experiences that um, 
you know, that our customers are having with our associates. Mm -hmm. Because Walmart, Kroger, they have the same talent pool. The difference, right? Like it's the same qualifications to get hired. The difference is the management at Kroger realized that if we're asking our patrons here to pay top dollar versus going to the Walmart and you know Walmart whenever a pro Walmart gonna gonna build a a store across the street from a Kroger, you know, just just almost like saying, Look, if the service ain't what you need it to be, just come right to us. You know, we already know for shitty service. Yeah, save you save you two dollars for that (laughs) jar of peanut butter. Right. And I've always said this to my peers whenever I was in the retail space. It's like, guys, as as general managers, the managers have to be present for damn near 90% of the interactions your associates have with your customers because your associates do not have a lot of times Mm -hmm. the finesse and the kind of like mental awareness mental awareness to know that yes our business caters more to these karens and they pay they will pay more for the premium charge is why i have a job Mm -hmm. right so So you have to be ready for that yes but like the moral of that story like the reason i even wanted to tell it is is for people to know the lesson to learn from a karen here is to not be afraid to ask for something. Like you will be surprised in a lot of places how if you ask, like say you're going into gym and you're about to sign up for a membership, asking, do you have any promos or can you work with me on the price for the membership? I don't membership? think it's asking. I think it's just saying, being more assumptive. Like, hey, yeah. I'm ready to sign up. What can you do for But me? I don't like this initiation fee. Mm-hmm. I will sign up right now if you can get it off. Yeah. And just kind of name your terms. Like name your terms or even just ask what they can do. But the the point is it's okay. It's like the what the what the girl did in the show, it was okay for her to ask. As much as you and I would in normal terms would look at that and say, Hey, that was a bit of a dick move. No rational person would have the, made for those one, requests. If they couldn't figure it out, they could have just said, like, hey, we can't do that. Um but at the end of the day, you are paying, like, we're, we're paying for these services. Like, she paid for that tiny house. Like, we we pay for the groceries that we buy at the grocery store. So, we do earn the right to ask about what our options are, what our parameters are. And if the answer is no, the key here is to not throw a fit. That's how you not be a Karen. It's, you see what I'm saying? Like, it's okay to be entitled enough to ask what your options are and to, to see what you can get for your money's worth. That's called being a good business person. That's being <laughs> business savvy, right? But don't be a dick about it, right? Like, like if, if they come back and say, I just can't figure out how to turn this into a sauna without charging you an extra 10 grand or building an extra a better square Karen foot. would not push one one extra layer like no i'm not now i'm not accepting the yeah, house yeah like i don't want the house then or I, like you know that's not acceptable so you have to be able to take no uh we've had several interactions like this where we go to the grocery store the turkey is marked like 20 percent off or whatever i get up to the front uh, no discount on the turkey Ooh, oh yeah so so you gotta layer that one I am embarrassed about asking for discounts at the ask. store. He won't so, ask. So if I pick something up on the shelf and it says two bucks, yeah. I get to the to the register and it says ten bucks. I will pay take the, the $10. path of this resistance and just pay the ten bucks because I just have I'm just like, hey. Hold on, hold on. I, I have something in my head where I'm just I don't like creating the perception that I'm a broke black man. <laughs> 
even though it, I end up paying premium and more than I should most times because I it's just won't be a, because I just won't you. be a Karen. I won't be a Karen because I'm like, oh, I, I, I don't even want them to think I'm asking for a discount because I'm broke. So I'll pay the upcharge. Sarah is more comfortable in this I context of being a Karen. I will ask for the discount, but then... You'd be like, no, no, no. You'd be like, ma'am, uh, that said it was $2 on the shelf. And then I go into embarrassed mode because I'm just like, <laughs> Jesus, you know. Like, uh, excuse no. me. Excuse me. This That's is not ringing, ringing up, up for the right. price is, <laughs> that said back there. I'm like, no, Nine Sarah, it's okay. Nine out of ten okay. times, they will just adjust the price and move on. I'm like, no, Sarah, it's okay. I'm like, ma'am, we, we'll pay the full price. It's okay. Just, just don't and mind. I shut that shit okay. down. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Move back. Let me do my business. Because I am so much a bitch about being a Karen. Sit over a price. Yeah, so that was one way you were being a Karen, but you would have never thought you were being a Karen. No, no, no. I, I'm, just, I'm just being funny because I, I wasn't a Karen in the sense, okay, I wasn't, I wasn't. So I'm a, I'm a Karen in the sense that I don't mind asking for the discount. Like, hey, I saw this was marked off at such and such price. Now, most of the time they will either go check or they will just trust you and change the price on their monitor. Every now and then you get someone who is either A, too lazy to go check um, or just B, don't give a fuck. And they will be like, oh, well, that's what it's ringing up as. What do you want to do? And and that's when I would come back and I would either say, oh, we'll take it off my account then I'm, or take it off the register. I'll just leave it. Or, you know, I really would like to get the discount, but Fuck it, I'll pay the $10 versus the two. So this is where you as a person, instead of making a scene and going, let me speak to your manager, go back and check that and being an asshole about it, it's just, is it worth it to go ahead and get it now and pay a little extra? Or do I just put it back and fuck off because it's not worth my time to escalate this? Let me talk to your manager. (laughs) No, that's where you're being a Karen. That, see, that little subtle difference is the thing that most people don't understand. People think it's an all or nothing. Like, you're either that nice person who, like, never asks or never tries to get the better deal, never negotiates. Or you're the asshole Karen who's so entitled and bullies people and pushes people around and makes life miserable for everyone else. There is an in-between there where it's okay to ask and not be a dick. Oh, that reminds me. At work the other day. Well, before you get okay. into this, I need a refill on my wine. Okay, okay. We'll be back. We'll be back. Hey, happy people. Hope you're enjoying the tipsy, philosophical banter between Deji and I so far today as we discuss the many ways in which perception is a bitch. We'd like to take this quick break Pop off our tequila and remind all y'all bitches that you can submit your questions, comments, or topic ideas to our email piabpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find the links to our PIAB book, merch, and Instagram in the links attached to this episode. All right, now that that bullshit's out of the way and we've re-upped on our favorite inhibition-lowering, mind-expanding, and giggle-inducing substances. Let's get back to it. So I forgot to tell you this, but I dealt with a Karen the other day, yeah. Your first Karen in the wild encounter? Yeah, 
And, well... Eh, Not first, but... This one was unique. Okay. And it was unique in the sense of, you know how you be dealing with these people, mm-hmm. these Karens? And they say they say shit, and then they look at you in the next breath, and they're like, oh, but I don't mean that as an offense. <laughs> I don't mean that to be offensive. How can I take it not offensively? And and I actually call it out. Mm-hmm. I call it out. So the, the lady was just going off like... And she said like three times, oh, but, but I, I don't, I don't mean that against you. I'm not, I did that. It's not, I'm, I don't mean that to be offensive to you. I, first time I let it go. Okay. She s- kept talking and then she made another like snark comment that was offensive. Oh, but I don't mean that as offensive against you. She did it the third time and I said, ma'am, but it is offensive. And yet you keep saying it and then saying you don't mean it as the, as an offense. Mm-hmm. And I gave her this look like... <laughs> like, what the fuck is are this? You, are you kidding me? What was me? the comment? What was the comment? It was, it was just... It was one of those, oh, you people. You know how, like, they generalize everyone uh-huh. in the in the company, and if, if they had a bad experience with somebody, it's like, oh, well, you people, all of you are all the same. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I don't mean that as an offense against <laughs> you. If you mean an offense, just say it. Otherwise, like, shut the fuck up. And that's what I meant. Is I, I should have said this. Like, ma'am, if you're trying to insult me, just be direct. Yeah, just but, insult me. Yeah. But what I said was, ma'am, you don't mean it to be insulting, but yet you're still saying using it. The, yes, over you're still and over. saying the insult. So, a little bit of contradiction here. And that ended the conversation. She just, I think she now got embarrassed like, oh, and shit. walked out because I don't think, because a lot of people use these kind of phrases and don't even realize how like Karenish and stupid they're being. You can't insult yep. somebody and in the next breath say, but I don't mean it. No offense. No, no offense. offense yeah. But but you're bullying them because 99% of people don't have the vocabulary or emotional intelligence to call you out on the fucking contradiction. Yep. You just, yep. <laughs> you know, so. It's like when you tell someone their idea is bullshit, but then you're like, ah, but do whatever you want. It's like, okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you either have, bullshit, but you, you, know, you hey. either have zero command on the English language or you are just this ignorant. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, we have moved apparently to like Karen Central. And everyone has been warning us when we left Houston that the area we're in now is bougie central. People are so stuck up and hard to deal with and those kind of like asshole entitled rich people so far i would say most people have been nice very nice um but again a lot of people we're interacting with has been probably on the customer service side of things or they're not so well off that they would be that kind of asshole bougie um though you had another interaction at work recently i've had multiple i've had multiple <laughs> I, I i'm intoxicated enough with enough wine we'll move past it <laughs> you but, don't want to go down that rabbit nah, hole you'll I, get I, sucked in no 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 i'm feeling good right now no need to relive bad bad <laughs> don't experiences. Hash the trauma <laughs> no no traumatic let's put them shit but behind. It's, it's frustrating though because a lot of times it's such simple things and things that you could just it took them more effort to bitch about then it would have been to just walk problem. away or, yeah, just let it go, fix it yourself. And, and I and that find that stuff, it, so, it speaks so much to a person's character. When you could literally just get in your car 
and drive away for some interactions and like you stay there, you work harder to be in it. I always think about like, um, even in the comment section, you'll see a lot of those Karens who comment on a post. I'm like, and then they'll write like speeches, pages, comment after comment. There's a certain level of unawareness or just general lack of emotional intelligence to me it to just, speaks to, to like just an rant emotion. on a thread to it, just, it just go into the stuntedness a, a sadness in their own life because they are so depressed in their own mm. life that they have the, the time and the energy to now spout all this toxic energy out like that's their time that's their life that's well, their perceptions a bit life so lived. you think from their from their perspective they think they're standing up against evil like there are p- companies that i've wanted to go leave negative reviews for because i'm like that experience was extremely traumatizing and terrible and people need to know about it but the energy and time it would take for me to like check out from my actual life to go on there and leave that comment is so like it's an additional drain on my life that i don't have the time or the energy for why would i go now give this bad interaction i had more time more hold on my life Yeah. yeah And I feel like, so again, the, the Karens who are living these lives, who are stuck in that that life-sucking circle, it makes me actually feel sorry for them because their life must be really shit to, well, to well, feed off of that. Well, canary in a cage who doesn't know it's a canary in a cage. They don't see their lives as sucky, so it doesn't suck. If it's not perceived, it's not real. I said that in the last episode. Yep, you're quoting me. I know. And if it's perceived, it's real. You know you're a good wife when your husband starts quoting your <laughs> shit. <laughs> you're a smart wife. <laughs> you're a smart wife when your husband starts quoting your shit. But yeah, if, if, a, if, a, if a chick doesn't know she's a Karen, then she's not a Karen in her mind i'm not a karen are you saying i think because i think i'm not a karen i am a karen i'm just unaware that i'm a karen is that what you're saying i'm not gonna play the word game with you i'm just saying like if because we can recognize a karen but if karen doesn't know she's being karen then where are we 100 percent, 100 percent. anyways to sum up here then there's this fine balance again between being entitled enough to ask for the best out of life, to ask for the things you want. That's a huge communication piece because so many times in life, there are things we want. We settle for it because we don't have the courage to ask. Yeah, it's like, it's like you hear all the time like relationships where like one or the other uh, in a partnership Says I always wanted this. I always wanted this. Ugly dude with a fine ass chick. You're, you know, you're not getting my point. You're, okay. you're going a totally I'm different direction. To, okay. I have no idea what it's you're Superficial point. <laughs> I'm saying you have a partnership, and they get to a point in life where one of them breaks and says, "I've always wanted to do this. Mm. I've always wanted to be this person." And they said, "Well, you never told me you wanted that. Like, if I had known you wanted that, I would have made that happen, or I would have supported you." But bec- when you don't communicate the things you want. You put the other person in a place of automatic failure. I actually had this happen at work recently. I had a team member who repeatedly kept going above me to relay problems, to relay concerns they had about the businesses. And I told her, I was like, when you do that, you you put me in a position to automatically fail because I'm not able to solve 
those problems before they've gotten escalated. You've denied me the opportunity to be the leader that you actually want me to be. So it's not that I'm failing in action. You're failing in actually giving me the opportunity. And that's a huge lesson for people to learn is to communicate the things you want or need so the people around you have the opportunity to rise to that occasion. I, I, I like it. I like it. So how does one be a tactful Karen? How does one execute this? Because it's easier said than done. Communicate is- needs. Don't demand expectations. Okay, go further. Again, we need to know, people aren't mind readers. We need to know what you want. We need to know what you desire. We need to know what you'd like. But a like is not a demand. It's, it's you can't demand anything from people. Everyone has free will and has the option to do what they, be within their capabilities or within their best effort. Like I, I will always work out and, and be healthy and make smart choices regarding my my fitness and my overall health and aesthetics. But if you started demanding that, that's that's not an appropriate conversation. Do you see my point? I get your point. Like it's one thing to encourage. It's one thing to ask and say, hey, do you want to eat healthy together? Do you want to get fit together? Do we want to conquer this this 5K challenge or um, whatever? Like it's fine to ask people to do things and communicate a desire, a want. But when you demand someone else's life energy or an expectation of the universe, you may be setting yourself and other people up for failure. So y'all. Am I on a rant now? No, you're not on a rant. You're not on a (laughs) going deep. Nope. Nope. Super simple conversation with a very simple premise. Oftentimes in life, it pays to be a Karen, a respectful Karen. Yeah. To get what you want, ask and you shall receive. receive. Yeah. Right. It's it's biblical. It's biblical. I I think the devil is in the detail. Yeah. And you can still ask, and I guess this is what you're saying. You can still ask with an empathetic demeanor. Demeanor. Like I'm thinking about again, since I kind of touched on the fitness, like I'm thinking about early on our our relationship when I was very overweight. And I think this is what sparked me. And and you asked me to come work out with you and to make healthier choices. You remember this? Yep. Early on, I was I weighed about two hundred pounds. I had never worked out really before. I had know nothing about nutrition, and we've been dating for about a year at this time. And you said, I, I, "I'm thinking about spending my life with you and building a life with you. I have some concerns about your health and the trajectory that you're headed. I'd like to ask you to come work out with me, and and hopefully like get some of that under control." So we feel secure building a life together. It wasn't a demand. It wasn't a you have to be this person or like get your ass in the gym. It was a conversation. And it it hurt. Like I was like, oh, shit. Like, okay, someone's acknowledging the fact that I'm overweight, that I'm not where I need to be. That's a tough conversation to have. 
But by by you stating what your concerns were and what you would like and what you needed out of life, I was able to rise to that occasion and actually take my own health under my control and and find a way to get fit and learn a lot. And it wasn't a perfect or an easy process, but I was able to start that journey because you asked it. And what if you had not risen up to the occasion? That's when what you... If, what if the builder had not risen up to the occasion to build the sauna and 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 the seat in for 20 family members? Very good question. This is where I say you have to accept people's answer. It's great to ask, but you have to accept whatever answer you receive. Just like I did in the butcher shop when he's like, oh, we really don't, I don't want to cut it, but you can buy this one over here that's twice as expensive but that's pre-cut. I accepted his answer and walked away. You have to make a choice now. If I said, hey, I'm not willing to work out. This is who I am and this is the way I'm going to be. Now I have a choice. You have a choice. Do I accept her the way she is because I love her or do I walk away because I know long-term this would make me unhappy? But you don't get to negate my choice. You don't get to force me to work out. You don't get to force me or make me feel like it was a bad point person or a bad choice even though it probably was a bad choice (laughs) well that's your perspective that's the thing Uh, about perspective uh, being a bitch you always have to respect people's choices kroger lost our business tonight because he chose not to cut the meat however it was his choice we respected it and it cost his organization a few dollars hey maybe it means nothing maybe it means something i don't think it means anything because i'm not i don't think i'm that important but The point is, I respected his answer. If you like what you heard, leave us a five-star review on whatever audio platform you get your podcast from. If you are Karen listening to this episode, we seriously apologize. We weren't trying to talk shit about you. Yes, we were. (laughs) Leave us five stars, bitch. (laughs) If you named Karen, but you're not a Karen... Please leave us a five star. I am so sorry. We weren't trying to talk shit. Change your name. Change your name. (laughs) That name's gone, baby. It's gone. We appreciate you guys, and we'll see you next time.